The Press Box is here to catch you up on the latest media stories. Hosted by Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker, these guys have the insight on the biggest stories you care about. Check out The Press Box on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. everyone, welcome to Wrighty's House, hope you're all safe and well. Today we're going to talk about the North London Derby, the return of the Barclays WSL, and then we're going to get into a non-footballing mailbag. And my guests are Ryan Hahn and Flo Lloyd Hughes, how are you doing? Good. You good? Good. good. Nice hat to you two. Yeah. We, it's, we're all yeah, wearing it's got hats. Hatty. It's very hatty in here. <laughs> very hatty, Jake. How, how are you? Um, obviously delighted with what's going on with Arsenal, um, but um, the Everton stuff. Everton stuff um, it's caused me a bit of a problem this weekend yeah do you want to, should we talk about that pr- yeah quickly? I think for we the, should I want to clear some of that I want to clear that up properly. All right. so for those who yeah. aren't aware of what we're talking about mm. Everton obviously lost to Southampton on Saturday but um, ahead of the game it was known that they were, the fans were going to do a peaceful sit-in mm-hmm. protest mm-hmm. Uh, and the club released a press release mm. saying that multiple directors uh, weren't going to be attending the game because of credible Cred- threats yeah. I believe yeah and also that the CEO had been put in a headlock. Yes. And multiple outlets yeah. reported this. Because yes. I saw enough, like an athletic... I was watching Football Focus and it mm, came, it came up. up. It came up on there. Yeah. Uh, and then you said something on Match of the Day about it. Well, but d- d- yeah. Do you want to... Well, our, obviously since a, then... Anyway, since yeah, then, yeah. Yeah. was on Match of the Day, but since then more information has come out. Mm. Athletic posted a piece yesterday which included a statement from Merseyside Police in which they said no threats or incidents were reported to police prior to the game, but they are in communication with the club to establish if any offences have taken place and to ensure that any future reports are received through existing channels. They say that they will be reported to police, and the, but at this stage, no offences have been reported. See, see, and this is why I, I should have said allegedly. That's the mistake I made on there. But when you look at, um, when you listen to how it was reported on the actual on the actual day, even in the in the match of the office, everybody was very much like, "Oh, this is wrong," and I should have said allegedly. But my problem with it all is is that like the and the police, it doesn't. When you look at it, it, it does it does cast doubt over it when when they when when it came out. But that's the that's the that's the mistake I made, right? And the thing is, is that Evan fans have been very good always, and I've never ever seen them in this light. So I was thinking <laughs> afterwards. Obviously, I'm thinking right. Why haven't we seen nothing? Why haven't we seen mm-hmm. something? I saw sort of a fi- some film the other day. Someone was filming a bit of paper, right, on the pavement. Why isn't no one filmed Denise, Baxen, Denise Barrett Baxendale getting headlocked? I'm so angry with myself. And mm-hmm. I've really let them down, I think, the Everton fans, and they've been very good. So I, I wanted to apologise for that. And, the, and plus, the thing is, right, the morning of it all happening, I got a text message, a WhatsApp message from somebody very, very, is high up. Who's very, who, knows, who knows Bill Kenwright very well. And the correspondence between them and them to me, I was thinking, I was actually angry with Everton fans at that stage. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to have to say something. Because I don't want, I want them to be peaceful in their, in their, um, in their sitting and their protest. Which when they I were heard, by all accounts. They very much were. I mean, and they always are. They're, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? They've got every right to be frustrated. But the fact is, I've, I just want to apologise. I don't want to go on too much. I just want to apologise because I should have said allegedly. And now what I want to see is some proof. 
Mm. But one thing's for sure is that board and those fans, that's over. That's over. Because they tried to really throw those fans under the bus after the frustration that they've gone through, everything they've gone to up to this point. And then they tried to deflect the fact that they've been so incompetent in their work up to this, uh, to now, that they wanted to deflect it onto the fans being nasty. And that is a, is a, is a bullshit move. Sorry, Toffees. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But the thing is, I was very excited, obviously, because I'm so nervous about Derby Day. Um, and I always said, I've always said, and I, I prefer it to be at White Hart Lane. I prefer it to be at Tottenham. The, the pressure seems to be different because you're not going to, if you're going to lose, you're not going to lose in front of your own fans. So I was pleased about that. I, I love this. How does your brain... <laughs> What? You're such a half full, a half um, to go. Also, if we're going to lose, at least we're losing far away. Yeah, also, especially after what happened last season, no, I was I, like, I wouldn't want to be going back same. there, but exactly. right now I can understand why right. you thought, same. actually, why are they not yeah. the worst place What's to the, be right now? The, the, the club at the moment, they're trying to push this always forward and he's always just like, forward. always, mm, always, always kind of always. Forward. <laughs> but keep looking for, <laughs> look, keep looking in the mirror. <laughs> no, the only reason why, it's because it's the derby and know what it means to the fans. I know how this, losing this game, especially losing this particular game where Arsenal are would have been would have given them that kind of mm. energy that I'd hate Tottenham to have that oh you know that kind of like oh yeah well you lost when you, you're top of the league and even when you're top of the league playing your best and we're not doing well we still beat you so I was worried about all that so that's well, where listen, that's where it came from okay Tottenham Hotspur have beaten Arsenal in the past with well beaten them since 2014 like, not not with a far worse team than they have yes, now, yes. for example. This something, happened Honestly, like that. that's what happened. So, so I'm nervous. But the fact is, when we started playing, mm. and I saw how well we're playing with Tottenham trying to press for a bit, I don't know what that was about. We could just pass through it. I said to myself, you know something, there's nothing to worry about, really, when you look at this particular team and Mikel and how they are and how they're set up, because they're going to stick to their plan. They're going to stick to their plan, and people are playing well in the system. Mm. So yes, okay, Tottenham are going to try and come out, and they might try and press and win the ball high but we just passed through it and I thought you know something I'm not really worried about this game I didn't expect us to score like we did but like you know Lloris has got that in him he has got that in him so when we scored that I genuinely thought from that point we're not losing this game we're not losing this game and it was really good to watch how we played you know it's really good to watch how we played and, and why I'm quite confident at the moment about how we're playing is because we're playing exactly how Mikel wants us to play flow you know, there's, and people are playing well in the system, like I said. So teams are going to have to come and stop that and then try and stop a player who's in form. And just to name one, Erdegaard for me it's, at the moment is, is, is probably player of the season. Um, I think Ramsdale in the Premier League, I'm talking Erdegaard, player of the season in the Premier League. And Ramsdale... I'll come for you. <laughs> Listen, one piss off one load of fans at a time, please. Ramsdale, he won us the game made match match winning saves and you cannot win the league without a, a great goalkeeper. No, you can't. You can't win the league without a great goalkeeper. So there's so many things you could say, but I just, I'm, I'm trying to keep it on the down low. That's why even my, my after, um, my after, after show celebration was just like, it's eight, eight. <laughs> simply because I don't want to go too over the top. Simply because I know what people are, just look in the comments. Mm. There's a long way to go. Hmm. But this weekend was, I think, quite pivotal because you know Arsenal are dangerous when Gary Neville starts making some of those noises he was oh, making yeah. on Sky Sports. Like, don't like oh, that. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Like, and that's that's yeah. That, I mean, they mean business. I think. Mm. I think this was. It's not I, quite the result where you when when Leicester when they done their stuff and when they won the league. Remember when they beat City at the Etihad at three one? That's that's that was a a, a result where you went. They're going to win the league now. They can do it now. We haven't quite got to that result yet for me. I don't I, think we I, have. I think what you say about Ramsdale is so important because I actually think for the first time in a very long time, you look at Arsenal's starting eleven and you compare it to the you know United, City, mm-hmm. Newcastle, Spurs, Chelsea, and you actually think, well, in every position, 
those best 11s are kind of swaying towards Arsenal now. I think Ramsdale's the most informed, playing the best goalkeeper mm. in the league right now. That back line is one of the best back lines, not just statistically, but I think in terms of performance and consistency, apart mm. from occasional penalties mm. from some of those centre-backs. But I think across the pitch for the first time in a very long time, you're like, wow, this team is very strong and they're outperforming other people in those same positions, especially City with mm. everything they have at their disposal, the depth, everything. Like to be playing better than some of those players right now is exceptional and that's mm. the level you have to hit. Mm. I think you're finally seeing the uh, the work of the last three years yeah. coming to full effect. Everything just seems automatic yeah. and it's a process that takes a while especially at this level when the margins are so small. But yeah. that's what I think is even more impressive is that some of those players haven't been within those three years. Do you know what I mean? Like Saliba's True. stepped up now mm. this season having been on loan. Yeah. Odegaard's now been there for a year because he came, did he come in January years. last year? Yeah. No, a year before. Oh, a year before. Okay, so he's been there a little bit longer but not, but the way, not yeah. everyone Ramsdale who came start last season mm. not everyone's been there for that three year cycle no. but it's blended quite quickly exactly because like you look at Saliba and Saliba even when he went for the, the last last year of that loan he was like well why don't we bring him back now because we were struck and they left him there and now he's come back and he's totally ready he's I think we even said sorry to cut in I think we even said it on Stadio or mm. on Wright's house it's either going to look like an unbelievable decision to send him out for that mm -hmm. time or it's going to be an absolute disaster and we're mm. going to talk about it in five years' At time. At the moment, it looks like an unbelievable decision. <laughs> I just give the eyebrows. Sorry, it's an audio format. I'm just giving... But like, it's... Um, at the moment, like you say, you know, it's, it's... You know, people... The first thing people say to me when I start talking about it, I don't... I don't I'm not starting conversations with Arsenal at the moment. People are starting them with me because they obviously want to... Because everybody, you know what I mean? It's like even... Rio Ferdinand over it. I, I, Cristiano called me. <laughs> I didn't, go, I didn't call no. no, I'm just saying. I'm trying to. I don't keep want to it. talk about it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep it down on the down line. Like I went to the. Trying to live my life, man. Went to the pub recently for a little pub, and then there was like there was people there was people in there, and they just literally started to fire Arsenal. Well, Arsenal was there a do queue. It? it wasn't. A, it was just a normal bar. Like just start charging a question per yeah, Arsenal question. Donate and donate it to charity. Just trying to sip just my listen. Guinness here and the thing is, enjoy well, my I'm afternoon. Trying not, I'm trying to not go too deep because then as soon as I start talking to them, then I start going into you know my mm. half half empty yeah but I know I worry about like if, if anything happens to Martin Erdegaard or a party or Saka or, then you start then I start going too deep and I think Ian just stop talking to people you, are, you, do, you do have big like parent energy with that <laughs> Arsenal. Just, I just worry about my boy <laughs> and you're the same with the, with the women as well you just, I just worry, I just worry about, I just worry I about but it's just milestones I think yeah. you know there was a lot of hype and excitement at the start of the season lots of the Arsenal fans in my life I had to kind of temper and I said mm. get to get till January yeah, just yeah. get till January pick off some of those big games you're now at January so I think you can genuinely build some of that excitement but it's all about milestones next milestone that United, United game, game which is huge and if they win that game whether they win it um because I thought they were, it was quite emphatic. Yes, Aaron Ramsdale had to make some some good saves, but I, I was I I wasn't worried about Tottenham. They had a fifteen minute spell where you're thinking, can Arsenal get through this? And they did. You know what I mean? Because when they did breach us, then the goalkeeper done unbelievably. That's what you need. Mm. So now all we got to do is we, we just got to play the same against United. Of course, they're going to have different kind of problems for us, but we've got problems for them. We've shown them. We've shown them that we can cause them a problem. So it's exciting, and this is what's good about this stage. It's like. In all my years of playing um, football and doing well, the first couple of years with Arsenal, yes, we were in and around trying to trying to challenge in mind. But then afterwards, it was cups. I you miss you miss this part of the season because all of a sudden your whole being, every minute of your being, is about winning the league. Yeah. So you see, like just walking down the road, every, if you're going shopping, everything you're doing about yourself, you're thinking about winning the league because you're in a place where we can't draw now. We can't, you can't actually play bad. And as a striker, you can't really miss easy chances and stuff because it's so defining. And so this is the, this is what I crave. This is what I went to Arsenal for, to be a player that's under pressure to perform. And you get that when you're at this stage of trying to win the league. And this is why I got so much respect for the Man United players when they've done it so frequently mm. and Liverpool before them and stuff like that. And any team that does it for sustained time, even Man City have done it because you have to get into a mindset of real elitism. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's very, very, very difficult to win the top trophies mm -hmm. in professional football. I think, I don't know why, but it's something that's happened, I think, maybe in the last 10, 10 years or so. I think, not everyone, mm. but we talk about this a lot on Stadio about how, I think people sometimes underestimate how difficult it actually is to like 
win a Champions League. Something yeah, that most clubs but that's have why, never that's done that's what we're history. seeing with Liverpool right now. Mm. Yeah. Why the, are Liverpool running on fumes? Because yeah. they've been striving for that greatness for so long mm. and they've run out of gas. And also, exactly, yeah, yeah, I mean, the thing is with Liverpool, uh, you're just seeing the toll that such a an emotional commitment let's say yeah. takes over such a sustained amount of time because for, you know they had that drop off after they won the league that time yeah but I think that just that just goes to show you how hard it is to hang with this Man City team yeah, over exactly. a sustained period it's yeah. hard man and I've also then that. go and mm-hmm. win the Champions League that they did that, yeah, exactly. that, that is not easy yeah those multiple finals then winning one it's yeah. just it's it was always going to be tough for Liverpool to keep that going yeah for sure because I thought what they were doing just hanging on to City and obviously with the different finances and different the players they have to find they have to they have to work you know, and so I thought it's gonna it's gonna be tough for them. People saying when Mane left, and you got to remember when what 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 Mane used to bring to Liverpool is 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 unbelievable. Yeah, they've really I'm not just him. they've of course they've missed him, but not only they've missed him, but they, the midfield has lost its energy. They haven't got the same intensity pressing. Their lines too high. You can't pr- not press and have a high line. Brighton tore them to shreds, and mm. that for me is. When we used to watch Liverpool, when they were doing their great stuff, when they were doing their great stuff, um, you, 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 couldn't, you couldn't get out of that front. If you were trying to pass out, they put you in there, won the ball back, scored a goal, bam. And then the line was up there. Virgil was invincible. You know what I mean? And now you can't close down. You can't get close enough to people. You get past them, you get into Virgil, you get past him and bam. You know, like Brighton done the other day. And that for me, it's, I think that mentally trying to start with Man City and stay with that elite mentality of winning all the time and then going into a game where a team is playing like Brighton's because everybody now sees that everybody's going to come and have a go at you. I think that's the difference. Well, not the difference, but I think that's an advantage that Arsenal have over maybe other sides who have gone up against Manchester City recently is that Arteta was part of that structure yeah and he's and as was Sinchenko as was Gabriel Jesus Mm -hmm. they've got like they've got the the cheat codes (laughs) it's a cheat honestly you have to have cheat codes to make that move I was gonna say give me all the cheat codes but (laughs) like I don't really know what I mean by that but it's out of cool Um, but I think with as an Arsenal fan maybe if if, if this was happening and I was and I was like 21 or whatever and Mm. I I couldn't remember the last time or I hadn't ever seen Arsenal win the league Mm. I think I'd be probably reacting very differently to it. What would you be? What, what, I think what? I'd be just way more uh, anxious. On edge. Yeah. But now, having seen how, like, I, I literally said to someone a couple of years ago, I'm not sure I'll ever see Arsenal win another league title. Wow. In your life? Yeah, I genuinely thought that because of the way that this may sound like a little bit over the top, but because of the way that uh, the culture seemed to be going mm. and it's, the, money, like, the, the, money, the finances yeah. and yeah, the money finances yeah. and yeah. also just structure and just mm. how like, I can't see I couldn't see Arsenal this is maybe pr- just pre-Mikel I think I was, I was like, it's going to take us a, a long time and it wouldn't surprise me if I never saw them win the league again because that was the way that it seemed to be mm. to be going and I think that the club actually whether Arsenal win the league or not what matters a little bit more in the long term is the fact that they've built a structure or they look like they're well on the way to building a structure that can actually maintain mul- multiple title challenges. Yeah, but re- right, it, it, it has to matter. That as Club of Arsenal has to win the league. I yeah. know. What you're, yeah, I hear what you're saying about the building of the structure, but at some stage, you, you're supporting your team that have, has, has had a history of doing it, mm. and then, and then, probably a lot of fans probably felt like that, Ryan. Only the, the sensible ones, because you think, well, this is going to take a long time. Mm. But like, obviously, Mikel's coming. And he's doing what he's doing. But I've never ever thought that Arsenal would never win it again at some stage but you do think about the amount of money this other team's got but I just you can't I, no, no. I don't think you can as a fan you've got to you you believe you've got to write it off no, yeah. no, no. no I'm not writing it off yeah. but what I'm saying is it's just like we've seen the process now we've seen that this actually looks like it could be something that is more long term and mm. I think there will be other challenges so I, it's not um, it's not like a I was listening to uh, Andrew and, and James on, yeah. on the Arse blog and they were saying I think it was James said or Andrew said it's not like Leicester it's a different mm-hmm. thing because mm-hmm. I feel like this won't be the only chance. I, obviously, I think Arsenal should try and take it, take that opportunity, and they're in an amazing opportunity to yeah. do so. This year, um, whereas the, Leicester was a glitch in the matrix, um, what Arsenal have right now could be the start of of a dynasty because they've got a very be. special group. So there, I think there's more potential there. Whereas with Leicester, you knew that the players had reached their max, and the ones who hadn't were going to get picked off and go elsewhere because Leicester couldn't sustain it and they were never going to. And that's the difference. Just, just, what yeah, I mean on. by that is that I think that 
Arteta doesn't think this is anywhere near done. No, so that's that's why I feel like actually everything is trending in a very good direction. Direction of travel, Moose and I talk about this mm. all the time. Just like how actually it's really really important to know what the end goal is, and mm. I don't think for for Arteta or for Edu or or much of that board that that I think this is ahead of schedule for them. I think I think the end goal will be Champions League still. Yeah. that's the end goal. Premier League is a step on the journey to mm. get there, but I don't think they'll think, oh, we've got the Premier League, we're back to where we were. They still want to win the Champions League mm. in the not too distant future. Can I just say on the just quickly on the Leicester because it has to be said out there. It's like when I'm talking about the mentality. What was unbelievable about what Leicester done and something that I, I will always admire more than anything else, it was a bunch of players that they've put together. Obviously, Kante, Mares, and, and Jamie Vardy, you know, world-class in that team. But we, we were able to see a team that nearly, went, nearly got relegated the year before get themselves, once the opportunity arose, into a mentality of what I was talking about, of that elitism. And mm. that is what everyone was saying. Can they do it? Can they do it? For them to go to, they were going to places like Man United and beating them one 0 They beat, and that is what I admired about that more than anything else. That is probably why they couldn't ever do that again because I don't think you could put a bunch of players like that together and say that this team will win the league, especially when they were going to get relegated a year before. So honestly, that's what's underestimating, and that is what I'm hoping that this team can find is that mentality. And with Zinchenko in there, Jesus, even Erdogan, mm. even Erdogan, with Erdogan's been when he was at. Real Madrid at 15 and the players and the dressing rooms that he must have been in and seeing how top players react and, and that can only be helping that squad right now I remember when Erdogan came I'd done something for Norwegian TV and I was saying I am very very surprised that we've got him because mm. at the time I said he's too good for us but that year he had a, a Real Sociedad he was unbelievable he was yeah. like the best player in La Liga I thought they would have t- he would yeah. have gone near couldn't believe it but um, I'm s- honestly it's, he's genuinely he, he's a godsend and f- Thank you. Thanks, Martin. Oh, you had a chat with him, didn't you, last yeah, week? Yeah, I had a great... You know, it was really weird because first thing you notice is that his skin is amazing. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> give us the, give us this the skin the, see, this routine, please. Give us the skincare routine, Martin. We need it. You've got to drop the skincare. You know, really <laughs> unbelievably handsome, beautiful skin. And, you know, we're just just a gentleman. I didn't mm. realise how tall he is. He was, he's tall really? Tall. I thought he was quite short. No, he's wow. tall, he was taller than me and like look, he almost like looking down. Like, like, <laughs> was he looking down on you? He wasn't looking down on me, but like he <laughs> was just a, like... Uh, no, he wasn't like, actually. Martin so. looks down he on looked, Club Legend. He looked, <laughs> no, he looked... Um, he just looked very... Um, High just, status. Yeah, he's quite an aura. are literally built different, aren't they? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's just an aura, I think, yeah. about And you know, if you, if you get like... I remember, who was it the last time? I think I saw Tammy. And even when I was um, in the and I bumped into Declan and Callum and like even with Tammy and you go like that to them, like to go to their arm, it's like touching that. It's like touching wood. It's like, so now every time anyone goes to touch me, I tense my arm up just ready for them because I thought, surely they can't be that hard. It's like, yeah. it's like that. They're yes, so right. tough. Yes, Zero like percent zero, body yeah. fat. Uh, anything else you want to do on the, on the North London derby? No, just great result. Yeah. Great result and another one that's just been ticked off. It's a big week in the Premier League or a big 10 days or so. Wait, actually, yeah. it's, a, it's a big month. It's a big month. No easy games, lads. <laughs> We've got City in the Cup after that as well. That'll be a good one to see how we go as well. Play the kids. No, but people, it's, yeah, but men, oh, momentum. Oh, momentum. Momentum, momentum. Okay, whatever. We'll see, we'll see. WSL. Um, WSL, you know, maybe. Um, I, I tell you, it, it, it was great to see it back. Um, and you know what? In the end, you, you, you take that result, but I think that's that's probably going to cost us in the long run. That um, not think? winning, yeah. I think we had to win that game. I um, agree. And I, you, you know what, Flo? And when I, what I saw of it and what I watched of it, I was thinking to myself, it was a good opportunity. In that, without Beth, without Viv, which is obviously going to be something that's been said until they come back to to have beaten them. I thought they they kind of. I thought Leah. The, the way they let Leah just keep coming forward and pick out some of those passes, we just did not take full advantage of breaking those lines enough. Even there was one early as well with Freedom on. I mean, she went through and, and, and Stina was there. She's just got to shout. She was free. She didn't play it to her. You needed to, for me, they needed to get at least two goals up and then go again. The Chelsea would come because you cannot keep um, Sam Kerr quiet, no matter how quiet she is. Yeah, she's she going to was- come up. She was literally like, how quiet are you like oh, Exactly. You cannot keep her quiet. You have to really go for them, get your foot in their necks, like Roy Keane, Roy Keane says, and finish them off. And yeah. we didn't do it. I thought that we had the final, final, final pass and stuff like that for me 
flow wasn't good enough and in the end it's a chance miss and I think that probably will cost them in the, in the end. Yeah, I think, I mean, we talked about it a lot on, on Counterpressed on mm. Monday and uh, people who listen to both may find me a little bit repetitive but I have to agree with you, Righty, because I think in in when you look at it from kind of the outside, you think, oh, okay, Arsenal, massive injury issues, mm. Chelsea, huge depth, mm. one all isn't that bad. Mm. But I think when you look at it in the context of the league right now, in the context of Arsenal season and how well they played, how many really good chances they yep. had of like the the Blackstenius header, sorry, the Lena Hurtig header that yeah. Zichura Musevich mm. made that save on, yep. plenty of other chances. God, great chances. I think it is a huge missed opportunity. Um, United also have a game in hand. Yeah. Arsenal's game in hand is against City, which is not going to be easy. So I think it is. A, I think it's a massive missed yeah. opportunity given the how well that they were they were playing in that game and. They shouldn't have given Chelsea a way back in. No. And it's what's frustrating, I think, for Arsenal fans is it, it feels like deja vu a little bit because of what happened against United yeah. at the Emirates, where they also had an opportunity to yeah. see the game off and, and they gave didn't. United that confidence. Mm. And I think that's what's frustrating about having the Emirates as this really exciting home for Arsenal women and, and you know, potentially the future permanent home for them mm. is the crowds are there. You know, the the WSL games especially are becoming like proper high yeah. ticket box office matches where, you know, the tube was so busy on the weekend that it wouldn't stop at Arsenal Station because the platform was too crowded. Like wow. it is wow. the big fixture of the weekend in North London when Arsenal men aren't in town. But it's they're playing teams who also enjoy this width, yeah, also yeah. enjoy playing on this on this pitch. And mm. you have to keep that in mind. You have to play smarter because they actually haven't got the best record there no, uh, yeah. for the amount of you yeah. know times they're playing there. So they need to think about this. And I actually thought Chelsea missed a huge opportunity with how much space Lauren James especially was Gosh. finding, um, but couldn't you know finish any of those opportunities. I think if Chelsea had broken faster, yeah. they would have had a lot more chances. I thought but both teams flow in that respect. Were, were were guilty of that. I didn't think they passed quickly quickly enough at all because they, Lauren James found herself in so much space and, and the ball was getting there. It, it should have been getting there a lot quicker. And it's something that I thought that's going to be a problem for us. I thought that was going to be a problem. They didn't really, they weren't as clinical as I thought they'd be. But the thing with Chelsea is that I know, you, you know that the, the calibre of player that they are, the calibre of team that they are, the calibre of players they've got, you have to, like I say, you have to finish them off. Mm. I'm still feeling like, are, are they comfortable playing on that size pitch? Have they, can they, do they own it yet? Um, in, in, in like how, how it is with Boreham Wood, because you, you, you just look at it and Chelsea, like you say, they looked more comfortable in that, in think, that arena. I think, I think any elite team, uh, when you change the routine, it's going to take a bit of adjusting. It happened with Arsenal men when they yeah, when they started yeah. playing the Champions League games at Wembley, and oh. compared to to Highbury, they just they couldn't get to grips with it. I think if if you shift the routine, especially for the, I think the problem is the only slight kind of negative to to I, like for example, I think it's amazing that Arsenal can get that kind of attendance, mm -hmm. uh, especially on. But North please, London, can you tell us the actual attendance? Have oh, yeah, a word. Yeah. Oh, have yeah. a word. You never know with Arsenal. Because they keep going with tickets sold. And what's yeah, yeah, frustrating yeah. is there probably were about 45,000 in there. So yeah. just tell it. It was packed. You wouldn't yeah, have yeah. dropped off that much. Anyway, that's but, for another day. Um, <laughs> but no, I think what happens is you usually, they usually put the showcase fixtures there. Mm. So therefore, you're shifting your routine for like a big game. Mm. And I wonder whether sometimes that can just be a Throw bit like... Throw you off a bit. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're good But they're enough. playing so many there now that I feel like I it's not now. as big a yeah, change yeah. as it was. And now also, when they have got big games there, they're also often training on the pitch. Yeah. And at Colney, they obviously, you know, have training pitches, which are the, the same, same dimensions, same. right? Yeah. So they will be used to it. But I still think it's the fact that they are putting box office games there mm. against elite teams, like you say, that are going to want the space too and are going to love yeah. it. There's, every, like, there's more space to exploit. And therefore, I, th I think that was the thing that surprised me about the game, though, was that Jonas didn't make more subs. Well, I think, unfortunately, Lena Hurtig mm. was not the right person yeah. for that position. Kate McKay must have not been fully fit. She can't have been, no. So yeah. she came on for, you know, the last 20 minutes or so. And, and no, I, I think she came on, she came on uh, after 81 minutes, got booked on 88, so she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> That's Katie. She's fine. So the, the usual, the, <laughs> the usual. usual. Yeah. The only but, Arsenal I mean, booking, by the way. <laughs> anything, look, anything can happen between now and the end of the season. Mm. Chelsea can drop points and they yeah. might drop points because they are not invincible this season. They're not as good as they have been. 
but they have the depth that Arsenal don't have and they also have credit in the bank because they've won three WSL titles in a row. They have the winning mentality, which this Arsenal group just don't have yet. But I think that's the, I think that's the difference. I think it's hard. Like yeah. there are there are very good Arsenal players right now, but they need to get that resilience that Chelsea have mm. in abundance. And we've got we've got to obviously be more um, clinical. You know, you, you because you lose play, two players of that caliber. That's that's a nightmare. Mm. That's a nightmare. That's going to cause you a massive problem. But like people just you, you, you have to step up, and it's mm. and, and it's the levels now. Because that's what Chelsea showed. How many chances did Sam Kerr have in that game? Not that many. Not Thank many. you very much. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when it comes down to it, bam. And yep. she loves she loves the big stage. She, she, she is she all is for it. A big she's not player. having the best season, but when you need her, she'll score. Wembley, Emirates, yeah. Yeah. she'll, she'll do it. Yeah. And so and, and and you know what? That's what we need. We need Stina. We need Stina to be just a little bit more ruthless about mm. it. Just a little, bit more like selfish about it, a little bit more grit about it, because that's what's needed in this time. Actually, she's someone who I thought I, I always think Emirates games will suit more because mm. she's way more dangerous when she's running when she's got space to run into. Yeah. Uh, there's like it feels like there's one piece of the puzzle that needs to be figured out for Jonas. And there's still, still a few weeks of the window left yeah. as well. And they've so made some good signings yeah, as well. I think the plans are afoot to bring more, a you know, a, a striker in. A striker. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, before moving on from Arsenal, should we send some love to Beth? We who, have to uh, send, yeah, we lost her mum. Lost her mum last yes. week. It was really sad. Yeah, it was nice to see the guys as well yeah. with the dressing room with the shirt. That's what I love about the club. And Sunderland you know? as well. Yeah, right? Sunderland as well. It's it's nice because like um you know when you when you got when you're injured, you know, it's it's a nightmare when your partner's mm. injured and you lose your mum. She's in a place where a lot of no one you can't really how can you fathom what she's going? You can't yeah. put yourself in her shoes. You can only send a good energy. But the fact is, again, you know, the test what comes to people, you yeah. know what I mean? The test what people get, you just think to yourself, my mum used to say that, I know, I'm not saying if people, if, people, if people are religious or not, but my mum used to say, he will never give you more than you can handle. But Jesus Christ, the amount of times I've had to say, yes, this as well, mm. this is what you think for Beth. So people who do it, you know, just pray for her, man. Send in love, Beth. Absolutely. Um, should we do some other WSL stuff? Because there was a big win for Manchester United. Mm. Yeah. It was, we obviously had Jilly on, uh, who's just announced her retirement, yeah. but was at Liverpool uh, on oh, on on our Counter Press Monday Liverpool. show, and yeah, it was pretty it was pretty bad. Gemma Bonner scored an own goal on debut. Uh, it was I think there were two own goals mm. for Liverpool. Yeah, not great. One to sweep under the carpet, but United they they're a very good team, and they will punish you. They're ruthless. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Arsenal could do with challenging some of that ruthlessness because obviously Arsenal don't have the attacking players fit at the moment like United do. But when they're good, United are very good. And Arsenal finishing the weekend in third, there's a serious chance United are going to get that second yeah. spot and be in the Champions League at the end of the season, which is huge. Um, so yeah, they're looking better and better week by week. Can I say, team? I'm really worried about Brighton. I know mm. they're getting. I mean, Leicester oh, beating gosh. Brighton three 0 Honestly, I'm, you know something? They got it, Arsenal next. There's yeah. no no one tells me that that's gonna ha- that, that result happens like that. No one could say that that will happen. And did you see the Leicester goals? Mm. Very good goals, Great like goals. really, good. really good well, goals. Yeah, well goals. Uh, I, yeah, there's a real chance. I think Leicester <laughs> are now three points behind Brighton. Like you say, um, Ryan. Uh, Brighton have Arsenal next. They haven't got some. They've got some really tough fixtures ahead. And Leicester are playing Spurs this weekend. They mm. win that game, and they're one point behind Brighton. So mm. Brighton are at risk of getting swept into a bit of a relegation fight. But I would say they've made some decent signings in this window. They've obviously got a new manager who's just come in in Yenshoya. Mm. But once it gets going, you you put your money on them to get out of this tough spot. Whereas Leicester. I just don't think have the quality that Brighton do have and if it starts going right, right we'll get yeah. them out of the mess and that's the difference but I think it's important for the league to have a bit more of a relegation fight because a week ago I was like right Leicester are done for they haven't even yeah. picked up a point all season and having a bit of jeopardy is yeah it's crucial it's good for them good for you know hopefully give them the kind of confidence to because you don't know who they're going to sign if they're going to be able to get anyone who's going to go there who can help them they're going to have to find it within so, you know, them beating them like they did, they have to try and find something in that and see if they can be resilient in that way. But I still worry for Leicester. Are you ready? Yeah. 
chaos hour. What's happening? <laughs> We've got a mailbag. Let's a do oh, no. Football mailbag. A non-football mailbag. Yeah. yeah uh, Shouts to everyone who replied with football questions. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, I knew. I knew that, loads of people wouldn't read the question before they answered <laughs> in the exam paper. I knew it. Said, read the tweet, everyone. <laughs> read the tweet. All right. So, uh, are you okay with me reading them out? Read them out, man. Because okay. you know, we, give love. we, we don't want to hear. We don't really want to hear what I have to say. But we want to hear what mm. you have to say. Okay. Shall we start with? Let's start with, an, I, I like this one from Kaz Ford, who's a regular listener of the show. Mm, okay. Kaz says, what has Ian's favourite non-football work been that he's done? I love you all. Thanks, Kaz. Yeah, but um, let me see. What can I say the, the, the best one? I, I remember doing <clears throat> some stuff that I didn't realise was going to be so rewarding. It was when it, younger, I'd done a television show for fitter kids, meeting the parents, meeting the kids, meeting parents that were... <laughs> almost afraid of their kids and let their kids do anything they want and then try to change their, change their thinking and change the way that they're doing it, the, the way they're feeding their kids mm. without t- trying to say that you're, you're parenting their kids, but letting them understand how important it is that the kids eat the right stuff. I remember doing that, Fitter Kids was good. About the, football, football Behind Bars? The Football Behind Bars was, was the most eye-opening thing I've done in my life, really? let alone, yeah. Because what, what I learned, um, you know, people talk a lot about um, single parent families and, 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 and stuff like that and, and why people end up in prison and, 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 the, and the company they keep and that. But what I found with literally all of those guys in there that were in and around between 18 and 22, 23, was alcohol. H- alcohol in their family, alcohol in their, in, in their lives it was, was, the, was the root of a lot of the stuff, what was going on. But that was good simply because the guys, the guys, you, you speak to them and obviously I'm just, you're sitting there speaking to them and these people have done some, some stuff. We're talking drug dealers and burglars and stuff like that. But like when you speak to them, they're just like, you're just looking at them and you say, I'm just seeing a kid here with, mm. who needed a way out, mm. need a way out. And when you, see, when you see what they're capable of doing, when you put them in a, in a room of a educational room with the right people, giving them the, the right kind of like, um, conversation to and fro, let them speak and let them speak how they want to speak. It was unbelievably rewarding for me. So that was really good. That was really good to do. You must, you must have had some like TV or film cameos in like the 90s and early 2000s, no? What do you mean? Or any like, you know, any random little spots that you came in? Like... Save that because there's, a well, questions, on there's oh, questions on that. Where's I know there was a that? cameo question, but I feel like, did you not, not like appear? Not cameos in like, ow. No, but did, you, <laughs> did you not appear like you know how like in Spice World the movie there were like Isn't a Ted mi- Lasso, you know something? yeah, I know Ted Lasso, but in the you know in the nineties or were something. You in Spice World the movie, you know in Spice World there were like a million Hang different on. cameos from people. I, I don't my, think my you were in Spice World. No, but. no, no. My Friday night's all right. D- doing the Friday night's all right show when I just finished playing football. The Moneyball prequel is what a lot of people call it. <laughs> Proto Moneyball. <laughs> like doing that, doing the, um, doing that, that show and, and like. You know, be, being able to interview Denzel Washington and people like that. You know That's what I mean? That's cool. You know, it was, um, that was for me kind of like out of body kind of mm. experience. I remember with Will Smith, we had to do Will Smith and we used to record on a Thursday for the Friday and Will Smith was in town and like we had to record. So we record on the Thursday at seven o'clock at night. And so we're at the ITV studios and all of a sudden, so do, doing the, getting ready for everything, doing a production meeting. And we got a call at, well, I think it was 11 o'clock in the morning. And Will Smith, listen, if you lot can't get me to record today at three o'clock, I can't do it. Right? It was like, Jesus Christ. This is when you start thinking to yourself, oh my God, oh God. Uh, and honestly, we had to motorize everything. So we had to change everything. We had to get people in to come in to oh, do yeah, the, the studio audience, stuff. Yeah. The audience, we had to send emails to the whole of the ITV building and say, listen, if you want to see Will Smith, come downstairs at three o'clock, come into the <laughs> audience and stuff. So then, honestly, so then um, Will Smith came, um, it was brilliant. And, he, and you know what? I'm not even joking, right? We'd done that. And we'd done the show afterwards. Then we went to the bar and everything. He must have stayed for like two hours. No way. He must have stayed for about two hours just talking. Were you t- not like, hey, Will, I thought you were on the no, call. No, 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 everybody, no, everybody was kind of doing it. But we were just kind of pleased that he just stayed around. But we just thought, you know what? Man's just flexing. He just flexed it. It's the same with, um, it was Mariah Carey. You know, people talk about. Um, did uh, you did you have her on the show? Yeah, I had Mariah <gasps> Carey. 
Wow. I had to go into Mar- That is amazing. Yeah, what was be. she like? She was amazing. Really? Wow. I went, in, I went into her room and something. <laughs> we got to get her on, man. <laughs> we'll get her on for Christmas next year. Oh my God, year. that'd be <laughs> and amazing. And playing us out is. <laughs> Mariah Carey was great because the only thing, people say that, oh, she's going to come and she's going to want this and she's going to want that. She didn't want anything. You know what? She All she wanted and she came on was when I when I do the show I had my seat <laughs> was <laughs> sorry, I had my seat which was where like Flo is when you come in bam so Flo's sitting there and the guests sit on this seat here yeah and the only thing she said is I'd prefer to sit in that seat and that was it but Fine. she was amazing wow wow that's beautiful. so cool like, yeah. that did opened she up sing? a lot more than I thought it was going to do that question <laughs> did she well, sing as well cast. yeah she, she sang oh wow yeah, I need to find this sang. on YouTube yes. that's amazing yeah. right uh, Carrie wow do you want to hear the bad news about that question? I fired up your IMDb page. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> what, there must be some film cameos hey, the on McCoy. there. The Rue McCoy was cool. I remember classic. the Rue McCoy. Yeah, that was, it was a classic because you had to do that stuff. Yeah, that was really cool. Because when you come in and then, because you don't know, with the Rue McCoy, it's a show where every week they'd have a, a, a celebrity come on into their scene mm. and I had to do an EastEnders one. Was, <laughs> oh, that's so, so you come good. In and so you walk in and then the crowd, because they don't know it's going to be and they went really crazy. It was oh, really and cool. Storm, Stormzy's music video, that was a oh, recent non-football yeah. project. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, that, like, that, that was like Hall you know, of Fame. That was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And it's really weird because with well. it, I didn't want to, yeah, you know, you, you, you know, you go into into a situation like that, and there's people who do want to push up front and be up, like in. <laughs> it's like and, a school school photo, it isn't really, it? Really, really was, <laughs> and um, you know, what I mean, I got to say, there's there's certain people who was who was doing that. But I just thought to myself, <laughs> I want to do it how people get a glimpse of mm. that you're there. You know, obviously they use a bit where you're walking through, but at the same time, when we had to do the line up of the umbrellas and that, because it just started to rain, and that um, I just wanted to be in a place where people can go. Yeah, it was. It was, mm. it was. Instead of being like at the front, because there's a yeah. there's some there was someone in particular. We won't name, I, no, we won't won't name names. Won't name him. You can guess. Till after the show, but like he <laughs> was so pushy. And even when I got there, he was so pushy. Even when I got there, he said, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> and like oh, everybody, everybody's so laughing. Rude. Everybody's la- Everybody was laughing at him really because I just uh, um, I just wow. smiled. That's it. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, that that was pretty good. That was pretty cool. Well, that's kind of segued into another thing. Brady Frost said, uh, sorry, Brady Frost said, mm. if you could make a cameo in any film or TV series, what would it be? I want to guess what he would say. Go on, and you guess first. I think something like The Sopranos or something. Because well, that's your genre. You love mafia. You know something? I was going to say, if I could have made, um, if I could have been, if it would have been, I'd love to have been in The Godfather. Or wow. Scarface. Because he just wants a little like... Counting the money. In the background. That's the kind of... I do love those films. Yeah. But like, let me see. Anything current? You as well, Flo. I want to know what you... If current... Let me see. Current. Obviously. I want to be. I'd want to be in one of the um, the Marvel uh, Avengers. Yeah. I'd want to be in the Avengers. What would you, what would you want that's your power really, to you be? I want to be Ant Man. Oh, so you want to just shrink and I then? Shrink. Yeah. Okay. But can I tell you, one of the things that frightened me more than anything else is when they go into when when um, Ant Man goes really small. What's it called mm. the, 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 when he goes mo- to like when? I can't remember yeah. what it's called. You, I think he just, let's just say shrinks. Yeah. When he shrinks yeah, down know, to, there's a goes special into word a quantum place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll handle the yeah. Marvel yeah. lot on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I love that because I love those kind of films. The same yeah. with um, a, a Matrix-y kind of film. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I love that. You know, I love, and, and, and the same with, um, what's the, the what, I, Harrison oh. Ford years ago, the, the sci-fi film. Um, Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. Blade Runner. Let oh, me yeah. say that. Blade Runner, yeah. Let me say, yeah. I mean, Blade Runner. Blade yeah. Runner. I love yeah. the concept of Blade Runner. What I'm, what I'm disappointed about that in respect to sci-fi is that when Blade Runner came and how, it, I'm thinking, wow, sci-fi is going somewhere else because this is it. And if I'm going to be totally honest, it's not really kicked on to the to, no. to, the, to the levels that I thought sci-fi Neither is the world, man. We haven't got any of that shit that was in Blade Runner. Yeah, years sci- ago. yeah sci-fi exactly. is a genre, actually. You're right. It's, it's kind of not kept up with the really, times. Really, really. Well, like, they make one spot. good one, yeah. like a Terminator. Mm. Then you get a Matrix. Then you get, you know, I mean, you get that, that like Blade Runner. And you, you get the first one. And you think, oh, my God. And then, bam, it just turns into how much money can we make just blasting another couple of them out instead of going deep into what's going on. I did like the the... The Blade Runner with, uh, with, with the Ryan sci-fi Gosling. Right, yeah, that Ryan I Gosling, really yeah. enjoyed. Now I can't remember what it's called. Amy Adams and oh, Arrival. Yes, Arrival. Arrival that yeah. is good sci-fi. Mm. 
Very good Very movie. Very good sci-fi. Yeah, I'm just thinking of a cameo. I think I'd like to, currently I'd like to be in succession. I'd like to be rock could, up in succession yeah. and be like, what are you all doing? <laughs> no, or, or, or I'd be like, I want to say to Logan, can I tell him to fuck off? Fuck off. Yeah. No, you would be like a Silicon Valley tech guy that's come. You would be. In, yeah. I really don't know how to take that. <laughs> yeah, but you, I, I'm getting, you know I, what, I mean Flo? that in a good way. Yeah, that's a good, you know <laughs> Your guys' cameo choices are far more kind of like cultural well, and intelligent than mine. One of the ones I would love to go on, just like from a physical thing to see if I could do it, is The Floor is Lava on Netflix. I don't ever watch that I think I genuinely think I could complete the course I think it like it's kind of like don't you ever watched it but it's sort of like Ninja Warrior meets um, Total Wipeout (laughs) but the concept is the floor is lava it's basically an orange liquid and you can't fall in and you've got to kind of jump across and get to the other end and each room is themed I think I could be really good at that and then I would love to just be a try and also do traitors um, and see Traitors, a game show, reality TV game right, show right. Uh, that's been on iPlayer recently. The US version's just gone up as well. The UK version, I think, is much better than the US one, but it's kind of like Wink Wink Murder or mm. Mafia, the dinner party game, yes. if you've ever played that. Yeah. And essentially, if you are a traitor or a mafia, you need to try and kill off all the like villagers, the innocent people, and not get caught and mm. then win the money. Yeah. And I would love to have a go at trying to do that. So mine's more like reality game show yeah. vibes because I just want to see no if films. I can do it. I like the no deep, deepness. I like the deepness. Yeah, I, th- I think Succession would be fun. Other than that, maybe just like, I don't know. You know like Stephen Colbert I- had like a, a, a cameo in The Hobbit where he just literally just kind of goes, he's in there or something like that. <laughs> yeah. and then he's like, something like that would be cool. Like some major, major blockbuster. I like, can just be like, my bit's coming up now. My bit's coming up. There I am. Yeah. Well, also, that's the thing, right? Is that you will know from being on film sets, like, actually, it's really slow and boring. So it's not I've actually... I've never been on a film set. It's really slow and boring. Mm. Like, I've visited, I've li- visited stuff that my brothers have done, and it's like, honestly, I remember being there for, like, three hours, and they were just walking, a sh- uh, uh, they were just shooting a scene of them walking up the stairs, no lines, and it took them that long. And I was like, man, this is so boring. You know the thing as well, going with, the, with my mafia thing, because I watch a lot of the mafia stuff, I was, I was watching a film the other day, which I thought, now that I've been thinking about it as well, and remember Al Pacino's film with Dog Day Afternoon. I'd like to be in that film as, you know, like as somebody who's gone in, because they've gone in to rob the bank and, you know what I mean, it's all about the, the, the protest stuff, what they're doing, what he's trying to do. I'd like to have been um, the kind of guy that's in the gang that doesn't really want to be in there robbing the bank, but they need an extra guy. That's very Ray Winstone vibes of you. Right, like you, did, you're in Ray's crew, yeah, and you're like the yeah, one who's a bit of a like you know. I'm a little bit he's like, going to get caught out. But then, well. oh, and I'm probably the guy. No, no, no. I'm not. No, I'm probably the guy that they've tagged along because they needed the extra body. But like, I'm the one that actually he's a liability. Gets, I get I get left with somebody <laughs> who talks me around to help them to escape. <laughs> The funny thing about that is at the beginning, I and I accidentally shoot them or something. It's oh, just like my god! At the beginning though, they'd be like, "You're you're all right," and you'd be like, "I'm nervous." I can imagine you in like Ocean's Eleven. You're in Vegas. Oh, you're in the casino <laughs> lift, and someone and and you 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 let the whole thing slip. You start sweating, and the security guards look at you in the lift, and you're like shaking and sweating, but, and he's like, "There's something not right here." Know, yeah, but you say you say that Ocean's Eleven, and I always that it annoys me listening to Don Cheadle's Cockney voice in that. It's one of the things I think to myself. I could have done that better than him. Yeah. I could have done it's that better. Very so bad. when I watch that film, I think to myself, yeah, could I do it? I right. could have done that film. Well, let's let's keep on the movie thing. Go on then. Um, Kazimwa said, who would you want to play you in a movie? And the second one says comedy, action, romance, or sci-fi. But let's just go with the first one, I think. Who would you want to play you in a movie? I'm going to go to Floyd Lloyd Hughes first. Mm. So in terms of the genre, I would just go straight rom-com straight away. It's going to be a rom-com. I know it's going to be a rom-com. Who's and um, I would love Kristen Wiig to play me. I oh, think wow. she's, she's a so brilliant she's comedian. The she's the funniest. SNL, Bridesmaid yes. is one of my favourite yeah. like comedies, yeah. American rom-com comedies of all time. I think she's brilliant. And also I think she's quite understated. She's quite quiet. She's not very Hollywood. She lives mm. quite a quiet kind of lifestyle. I love her. I would love her to play me. I think she's fucking hilarious. So yeah. Um, Strong. Yeah. Michael Ward. Michael from Top Boy. Yeah, I had Michael Ward to play me. I was watching him in Top Boy. I'm watching him in the, even um, The Empire. This film recently it was just come out. I'm going to watch that, but like, he's something I just feel like he can, he can get me. And I've seen him do certain looks when he was doing it, what I was, was doing when at my, that age when I was younger. I'd look at people like that and I had that kind of same vibe as him. And I watched him in Top Boy and he was amazing in that. I think that him, he's the one that would play me. I'd want him to play me. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, I like Michael Ward. I think he's going to be amazing. I think he's going to be amazing. He's going to be one of our top actors. Wow. I feel mine's a bit silly compared to that because the only <laughs> the only like slight celebrity lookalike I ever get is like sometimes Jake Gyllenhaal, but not yes! usually. Like, but not yes! usually. Uh, like, but, yes! but, but I need to clarify yeah. this because everyone's going to be like, yeah, all right, mate. But not like jacked, like hunky no, Jake Gyllenhaal. More like Donnie Darko, weird teenager yeah, Jake yeah, Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or the like, like Taylor Swift dating era one, like lots of yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like cardigans and exactly. autumn yeah. vibes. So maybe like nerdy, nerdy Jake. Yeah. Maybe he's like, he'd have to like get a lot less ripped. <laughs> you know who, who else? Like, you know, okay, you know um, when like actors Stop get, going like, to the gym, Jake, and then it can yeah, happen. Yeah, when actors like, oh, he had to get so cut for this movie and Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal's actually like, I had to basically just sit down and do podcasts for seven months <laughs> to get into shape <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> Obviously, I want to be in car. I want to be a car in cars. Well, actually, should we... Should we is that why? Is, why was this not the cameo? This your, was absolutely the cameo. What would your cameo. car be called? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my car would be called. You have to do the noises, yeah. right? I know. Yeah. I'd love to. Um, I'd love to have been a car in cars because I was. <laughs> what car would I be? I'd probably want to be something like a mini. <laughs> this is so good. I'm not going to lie. Like this is genuinely. I'd like, want to be a mini. In cars. Like find you someone who loves you as much as Ian Wright loves cars. I love that <laughs> the movie. Not like he's not a petrol head. No, actual you know, cars. Ian, he's a petrol head as long as it's animated. Yo, I'll tell you That's what we'll it. do. Next time you next time we're around and you're with my girls because they had to watch it so much when they were younger. They, <laughs> they had to watch it. Cars and Incredibles. So I say to them, let's watch a film and I go, Incredibles! And they go, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, quickly, quickly, kind of related because another one of your great loves is Shrek. Yes. Oh, great uh, yes. film. Holly Balleen says, what or who is the best character in the Shrek films and why is it the Do the Raw Kid? <laughs> it's a man loved Do the Raw Kid. Do the Raw. Do the Raw. You know who I do love, but he's not my favourite in there, is um, he's the little gingy, gingerbread man. Oh, yeah, I love so the gingerbread rude. man. Pinocchio is cool. Um, I liked um, Jennifer Saunders' very godmother yes, character. Yes, she was so good. She was it? really good. But I just feel that um, I feel that the, for me, the best character in it and is, is, is Puss in Boots, mm. Antonio Banderas. It's just such a cool character. You could just see this cat is so cool. The new one's coming out soon. Yeah, we'll take my girls to see that. But like, I think that it, it he's he's for me he's the best character. But the, the Shrek itself is such a brilliant film. The message. And especially the Shrek Forever After, when he said, I just want a day, just want a day to myself where I'm not, you know what I mean? He gets upset Can't with relate. everybody. Yeah, it was brilliant. And then what happens is, is that, and I love the way they, they like Rumpelstiltskin. They sneak Rumpelstiltskin in as a little, as a little bad guy. <laughs> right. And then, Rumpel, then he, he might lose the day. So he has to fall in love with his missus again. Did we again. have to give a spoiler alert this, by the way? Because this is basically <laughs> no. the whole... Oh my gosh, no. sorry everybody. But, like, but can I just say... What's the statue of limitations but, on spoilers? But can years? I just say, there, there's a bit in it where even like the Pied Piper is the, is the hitman, right? So the way they do it. So the Pied Piper, if you haven't seen it, please watch it. The Pied Piper is the hitman. And the way he gets everybody is that when he starts playing, right, you cannot, you have to dance. Yeah, man. You well, have to dance. Well, You should see how he comes in, how he comes in. He comes in playing the flute and he's like standing on rats. They bring him in and then bam, he comes in like he's on a hoverboard of rats. And then he starts doing his stuff. What's up? I know how old you are this year, by the way. Go on. Well, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I love kids' films. All right, listen, segue, you talked about Can't Stop Dancing. Mm -hmm. Emmanuel Gardner, you're creating a playlist for your birthday party. Wow. What three songs do you choose that will definitely get folks open on the dance floor? Get folks on the floor. Well, I'm very old school, right? As you know, what you, you guys see what I send in the group. So I'd probably do, let me see. Um, should I? Should, like me, an old school soul. You know and, I, I, think, yeah. I think my first one, if, we, if there was a loose, I've got a good mix. Loose I've ends going to make you mine. It would always work. <laughs> so it depends. It depends on what they want. Would they, so I'd probably play Ascension by Maxwell. Maxwell right? Wow. I'd probably play that because that's my kind of vibe. So I'd, I'd have that. Um, let me see. I'd probably have some kind of disco-y tune. Yeah. Let me see. What disco? I've got a disco one. What you got? Go on. Um, I have Gwen McRae. All this love that I'm giving, which is like one Classic. of my one of my favorites that I just always put on if I'm like mm. cooking or just want to kind of like move yeah. and give myself yeah a bit. It's of, impossible not to like if there yeah it's impossible not to go on that so dance floor. If, if there's a dance floor nearby where yeah. that's playing, it's impossible not. to. I probably have something like because it's just in the top of my head. I'm just you know like something like Patrice Russian 
Haven't you heard? Oh, this is. And God, you know, I love, I love you both. This is amazing. <laughs> I've got, I've got, I've got, a, I've got one that's Go like, on. but only just because, like, Ryan's going to hate this, but. I, the intro of this, whenever I hear it, it, I'm just like so good. Infinity by Guru Josh. When you know the intro is like, it's like you, you're gonna hate that. But why am I gonna hate it? And it's Everyone like relax, that, take um, some time. That's a good. That's, yeah. That would get me out. You know what? And, and you know, just a quick one as well. Just um, what I'd play if the third one is like uh, Steve Harrington. Weak at the knees. Yeah. You make me weak at the knees. Because <laughs> all my, t- they're kind of funky, cool tunes. Yeah, it's like, that's yeah. the kind of vibe. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff I like. You know what I mean? And this is why I've got my playlist. Obviously, yeah. my playlist on Spotify and it's got, it's, I've got everything on there. I've, it's, it's everything. Do you, my just, stuff. do you just do it as, I know some people who just have a really long one that's like my it's just songs. Really long. And it's, it's not just like out. thousands. No. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't yeah. break it up by genre no, I don't or break vibes. It up by, no, 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 no. I just, I just put it on. And then you do shuffle. Yeah. Just put it on shuffle and it just comes in and, it's brilliant like that. It's brilliant like that. I love it. So probably those. I three. think I'd lure people in with some disco and like soul stuff out there. I'm hitting with some old school like Keep early the fires burning, like early mm. jungle, like Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah, I'd probably have to put a bit of UK garage in there yeah. somewhere. Early Tom and Jerry, just to have a little snare records. and a little bass. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I was listening to the other day, um, I found it again and put it on my playlist. Was um, Big Daddy Kane set it off? Oh. <laughs> The lyrics, oh my god, the so lyrics. Good. So good. All right. Should we do Kunli Joe? What's Kunli want? What are you saying, Kuns? If Righty's House was a movie, mm. <laughs> who's the villain? <laughs> Flo's the villain yeah, already. No, 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 no. It's no. not the end of the question. No, no, no. no, no. I, know. I know he's a villain. Why is it actually Riot, he says. No, I know. I know who it is. The villain of Righty's House is Musa. The villain Come is on. Musa, but like, you know what you I like about Musa? him? He's well, a he's... total package of a villain. He's he got is... the roll neck, he's got the brains, yeah, he's no got the beauty. Seen, no one's ever seen his place. Yeah, but the and thing he's of... charming, and that, that is, is that always is scary. a telltale sign. But the thing is, yeah. is that Ryan, you know the last bit of Kaiser Sose when he's walking <laughs> down Kaiser the Sose, road, man. and then all of a sudden it turns out, and then bam, and then all of a sudden everyone says, oh my God, it was Ryan. Ryan's the, the bad guy. Time. That, right, the everybody's, whole time. Everybody's gone for Musa because yeah. Musa, it's obvious. Musa has got, he's, he's, he's born to be a bad guy. It's like guy. Incredibles 2. It's just like Incredibles 2 when it turns out to be the brother, the brother. You think and not the woman the whole time or I'm, the vice versa. Sorry. The sister, the sister, the sister and the not sister. the brother. Yes. Yeah. So you say we're in like the, you know, the Wright's House universe, right? Mm. <sighs> See, I think Musa's, mm, Musa's like Thanos, but he's done. As a villain, whereas I, you're a Kang. Look behind you. Oh my god, just terrifying. Listen, I have to literally edit multiple timelines. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And gosh. also, and Ryan also, Kang. you have all the listen, tapes, mate. so you can cancel yeah, all of dude, us. Listen, because you go, have the blooper reel. Yeah, listen. You think I'm bad? Wait till you meet my variants. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what? Ryan is easily can be the bad guy. Yeah. You know. It's true. You know who else? You know who else could be the hey. bad guy? That's really mean. You know, could be the bad guy and a real mysterious villain. Carl Anker. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Or, or I was thinking Jeanette for Pure Chaos, well dressed and just would can can leave chaos in her way. Do you know what? I think we've realised. No fear. <laughs> Everyone's, a villain. Everyone's a villain. Everyone's a villain, in this villain. Place. You know the thing with um with Jeanette as the bad Are guy. We the bad guys. <laughs> Jeanette as the bad guy is simply she's just out there as the bad. I don't yeah. care. Exactly. Yes, Own I it. am the bad yeah. guy. Bad yeah. with a capital B. Jeanette she's kind of like. Bane because I think she just has no fear because she just wants to go out there and cause chaos. To be honest, she, doesn't, like, she doesn't. She wants people to yeah. fear her. She doesn't know. She doesn't care if people are like, oh, like she's not quiet and mysterious like Musa or Carl. She's like, but also watch when, me, bitch. when Jeanette's around. I can imagine her being like, do you feel in control? And I'm <laughs> exactly, like, no, dude. actually. Exactly. No, I don't. I really don't. Because yeah. I'm in control. Yeah, but Mayowa could be, because Mayowa could be Musa's kind of, you know, when, yes, when Musa walks in, Mayowa will walk in next to him with the same coat on. <laughs> Both of them. Musa. Musa. Mayowa, put your hands that's over their fi- That's their final form. With the same coat on. The two, two bad guys, just in case. And this is my son. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I think I think that's good. Is that okay? Good. Oh, yeah. Is that enough? I don't, I don't think I'm a villain. There's plenty there. I can, maybe I'm a villain. I don't know. Kang. I can't wait. We had a couple of questions on the new Ant Man. I can't wait for to see. Kang. No, no, no. I can't wait to see Kang because, like, obviously, I thought I love Thanos. 
as a bad guy. I love Thanos as a bad guy. Everything about him was magnificent. He's everything. He's just majestic. And I think that we need another bad guy that's not as big and so imposing. We just need a bad guy that you could look at and think, he really is a bad guy, mm -hmm. but he's not imposing bad mm -hmm. guy. But like Kang is going to be a serious bad guy. You're an Avenger. Have I killed you before? <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> uh, should we get out of here? That's right. Let's do it, man. Thanks very much. Hey, Flo, thanks very much, Flo. Thanks very much, Ryan. See you soon. Nice to see you. Take it easy, man. Okay. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, thank you to Flo. Thank you very much to Ryan for coming in on this one. I really quite enjoyed that. That was really cool. Hopefully you enjoyed it as well. Thanks for the questions. Thanks everybody for the questions. And what can I say? Okay, it was a big week last week. Kind of came over it. It's a big week next week. I know that I'm not making it too much about Arsenal. I don't want to make it about Arsenal, but at the moment, it's kind of about Arsenal. Need to beat Man United now. So hopefully we beat Man United. If that happens, then I'll see you. I'll see you next week. And if it doesn't happen and we don't beat them, I'll still see you next week.